Good afternoon, everybody. It's such a special time this morning, or this afternoon, in God's presence. Just allow me one thing. I just need to adjust this thing a little bit higher. So I'm sort of in two minds how I want to start this morning, or this afternoon rather. I think by the time we get used to preaching an afternoon in the AM service and we have our own building, we're going to say good afternoon in the mornings. So we keep on getting this thing wrong. Last, yesterday afternoon, Esther and myself were just sitting outside in a sort of found a cooler spot. And in there we had a cup of coffee. And just while drinking our coffee, all of a sudden God's presence just came in, came down. And it was so beautiful to think that our God would come and sit with us while we're just having a cup of coffee. How awesome is that? It's not that we're special, but yet we are special because we're called by His name. We are loved by our Father. So this is that special time of the year where we tend to sort of think back a little bit over the year, but we also have family, family that just pull in and friends and then there's that uncle that when he comes to say goodbye a, a good day with you he comes with his sweaty lips and he hugs you full on and he go <laughs> and next year you know I don't want to be close to him you mark him or her then there's that friend that said something that put you in a bad light and you've marked him don't want him or her close to you and then there's that that hospital where your relative was in and they treated that relative wrong and now that relative has is passed on or something's happened and we mark them and we walk around with unforgiveness in our hearts. And I was just sitting there thinking yesterday, and I actually said to Esna, it is so hot. And it's only 34, 35 degrees. The Bible says when I'm in hell, I'm in a burning, flaming fire. Now this petite body of mine wasn't built to go there. So I need to sort out my relationships and anything that puts a distance between me and God. And I need to do it quickly. Because I can't tolerate any possibility that's going to cause me to hear one day when I stand before God to go away from Him. And never ever to experience this precious, beautiful presence like we've had this morning or this afternoon. 
So today I want to talk about unforgiveness. And I just want to skim over the topic because I don't need to say much about unforgiveness. You see, unforgiveness is an easy thing to deal with. It's a difficult thing to deal with because it's not something that I can just wash and it's clean. I can't just quickly fix it. It's an emotional thing. It's a something that I have to fight in myself, with myself, to deal with the topic. I cannot just wash over it or look over it. I need to deal with it and I need to deal with it soon. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13, if you guys can put that up for us, and NIV. Okay, so I've got the New King James Version here. Um, I'll read the NIV, and then if it's not exactly the same, I'll use my version as well. It says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. So it's an easy prayer up to that point. And then it comes, forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The verse that I want to focus on there is verse 12. If you can just forgive us our debts. And in Luke chapter 11, if you've got that ready for me, it says, it's the same, it comes out of the Lord's Prayer in Luke as well, and it says, forgive us our sins. In the other version, it says, in the, in the Matthew, it says, forgive us our debts. It says, forgive me my sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. The one is, it says, and forgive us our debts as, in other words, forgive me in the like manner as I am prepared to forgive those around about me. So this is a dangerous thing for me. Because when I come to God and say, Lord, forgive me my sins, and God checks out, okay, so you have got grudges and you are only allowed, you only want to allow certain types of sins to be forgiven. So I can only forgive you to the measure that you are prepared to forgive. So immediately I have a problem with, between me and God. Because my unforgiveness with anybody else is actually a, the barrier to which God is prepared to forgive me. You see, the Bible says that God takes away our sins as far as east from west and never to think about it again. But what about this barrier that I have to take out of my life? And I know a lot of theological guys are going to start arguing with me, yeah, in your minds. I can see a couple of things. But just allow me to under help you to understand that God says, as we forgive those that so what are you not prepared to forgive other people for and so often we say if you do that I will never forgive you we so easily say things like that you say 
And the second one, Luke 11, says, forgive us our sins. And then we make a statement. And we say, Lord, forgive me because I also forgive. Up to a point. And God's saying, guys, forgive is forgive. Are you prepared to some of us to just let go of the unrighteous things that were done to you? See, when, I, when, when God is in the center of me, you can't hurt me because I'm not there. But when I'm in the center of me, it's easy to hurt me. But then there's something wrong. Because if God's in me, then it's not easy to touch me. So there's a bigger problem with unforgiveness. Unforgiveness puts a question mark for me with my relationship with Jesus. It's easy for people to say, yeah, but you don't know my circumstance. You don't know what he did to me. I was so little, or I was this big, or you don't know how I felt. Neither do you know how I felt when people did something wrong to me. But you know what? Neither do we know how Jesus felt when he hung on the cross for our sins. When they beat him, broke his body, his flesh ripped it apart. Not one of his bones was broken, but his body. The Bible says that when you look upon him, it was not like easy to look at him. And he died on the cross. And before he died, he looked down and he says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. For me, that's the ultimate. While he still had breath to speak, he said, Father, forgive them. And when I forgive, and when Jesus forgives, imagine being the guy that hammered Jesus to the tree. And then one day he's going to stand before the same Jesus. What's going to go through his heart, his mind? Imagine the people around you that know that there was forgiveness for them, but they never accepted that. Imagine what's going to go through their hearts and minds. And when Jesus looks at this guy and says to him, Bud, you are going to go to hell. You know what? When somebody offended me and I hear them, God say to him, you're going to go to hell. And I have forgiven the guy. Something God dropped into my heart one day was, if you go, yes, you haven't forgiven. If that, any one of the people that Jesus prayed for stand before him and Jesus have to deal with them from a, this is my time to pay you back for what you did to me while I was on the cross. You know, we're all as guilty. We put him on the cross. 
then Jesus should send every one of us to hell. But because he chose to forgive, because he chose to forgive, by his grace, you and I have the opportunity to stand before him. Because he came down, because of the birth of Jesus Christ, forgiveness was eventually for all of us. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24 says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and remember that your brother has something against you. This is just turning this thing the other way around now. It says, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Be reconciled to your brother. And then come and offer your gift. You see, there's not that thing for, I'll wait for my wife to apologize to me. I go to her, say, I know we've, there's something, let's fix it. And I'm just using my wife as an example. First to fix it. And while I was preparing, I just did a, a little bit of a wider reading to just to help give a better context. And I came across this article, which I thought, I just want to share a small bit of it. And I, I was looking at what I want to call the effect of unforgiveness on me. Not if I've got something against you, but the effect of Whatever I have against you, and I don't have anything, just using an example, but what's the effect on me? It says, and this is a lady that wrote it, and I'm, I assume from what I read that she's not a Christian, but she says this, Unforgiveness is when you are unwilling or unable to forgive someone for hurting, betraying, breaking your trust, or causing you intense emotional pain. Unforgiveness is highly recommended, you would think, as there are various researches, and that's what caught my attention, and the various researches, so this is not, she looked at a couple of papers and came to a conclusion, and that said that it's been carried out, which shows that unforgiveness causes health issues, including, and just listen to some of the, these, cancer, so 61% of cancer Patients have forgiveness issues from the study that was made. Suppressed anger, low self-esteem. I mean, as I read this list, some of us should be able to take it. Bitterness. You know that it, bitterness increases the risk of depression. It says constant worrying increases the risk of sleep, sleep deprivation and anxiety. Unforgiveness also causes issues with blood pressure, heart disease, and the list can probably carry on. See, unforgiveness is a small, it's just a word. It's an attitude, but it hurts me. A lady by the name of Marianne Williamson 
I said, and this is a quote that I've heard many times, so I thought, let me just go and check how accurate this quote is. And she's apparently the author, um, a famous author, and she says, unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for somebody else to die. And that's always been something that's been like in my mind. If I allow myself to start carrying a grudge, a mark, unforgiveness, whatever we want to call it, against somebody else, I actually am hurting myself. And the second point for me is that unforgiveness blocks my ability to receive from the person that I'm carrying unforgiveness from. Matthew 13, verse 54. It says, coming to the, his hometown, this is Jesus, he began teaching the people in the synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and this miraculous power from, they asked. So just that pause just there. It says that they were amazed, they saw wisdom, and miraculous power. This is what they perceived. This is what they saw, and that's what they could take from what Jesus was saying. Then verse 55 says, Isn't this the carpenter's son? And here's the fence starting to build up in their lives. It says, Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't this bro his brothers James, Joseph, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all these sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. He didn't do many miracles. He couldn't do the miracles because of their faith, because they couldn't receive from him. I want to ask you, can you receive from Jesus when you are having issues of unforgiveness in your life? That's why Jesus says, before you pray, and you know there's an issue, put down, the, put down your offering, go make it right, Come back. Why? You can receive. I want to close off with just this. Unforgiveness. Who do I forgive? Firstly, yourself. So many of us carry unforgiveness against ourselves. Other peoples, including your spouse, your kids, parents, family. Just the other day, I myself with, ended up praying with a lady who was carrying unforgiveness against her own daughter and the kids still in home with her. It's possible. Kids do hurt us. They do say things. They do do things. And trust me, when they're bigger, they do worse. An organization, a hospital, political party, business. And then lastly, the point I've got to forgive is God. I know there was a time when I had a wrong <coughs> heart against God because of God not answering a prayer in the way I thought it should have been done.
I want to just end off by praying for us. I don't know what God's stirring in your heart. Don't know where you are. Don't know what you're carrying in your heart. But I do know this. That the same presence of God that we experienced here, we want to carry that with us into Christmas, into New Year, into 2022. And I want to urge you, check your heart. I used an example the other day with a lady and I said, you know what, I wash my car and then drive from here to Stellenbosch and back. And Stellenbosch and back. A week later the car's dirty. The car never tried to get dirty. It didn't get dirty on purpose. Stuff just settled on it. And as we go through life, unforgiveness, sin, as we go through it, sometimes it's just good to come and say, Lord, just come wash me again. Come show me, Lord, where there's unforgiveness, where there's issues that I need to deal with in my life. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm just going to do a blanket prayer for all of us. Say, Lord, show us our unforgiveness in our hearts. So let's pray. So Father, I thank you that we know that you are present here. We know, Lord, that you're a good, kind Father that you love us, that you care for us. That, Lord, you also shine your spotlight on areas in our lives that is not as good as it should be. And so this morning, Lord, as we, or this afternoon, as we looked at unforgiveness, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you start highlighting to every one of us areas of unforgiveness. Lord, this thing settles in our heart, sometimes without us even realizing it. And I pray, Lord, that you show Holy Spirit where we've been caught off guard and something has crept in. That is a little mark, a little something against that we carry against others, Lord. So I pray, Holy Spirit, come even now and start showing names, faces, whatever it is, that we can deal with it, Lord. And Father, as we go, our own separate ways from you. I pray, Lord, that your presence and that you, Lord, not just your presence, but that you go with us, that your blessing rest on each and every one of us. As the song just that we ended off with, Lord, even for a thousand generations. Amen.